Yo, what's up, everybody? Sound? Hello. Uh, check, check, check. check. Check one, this two, is two. Hey, is Mark, it? I don't think you got the facilities for that. Big man. Big man. Big man. Big, big shot. We're doing the entire podcast in British accents, by the way, so be ready. Oh, yeah. You have no I'm clue. British accents or not, podcast is going to be banging. So uh, get your ears ready and let's get into it. Yeah. Boom. Audio. Boom. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Lines. I am the founder and co-host of the Undercut Podcast. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. And joined <laughs> by me today is my wonderful uh, co-host, Mark Gould. Mark, how's it going? Not too bad, pal. Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing not too bad. So if you were listening to this podcast, it means you probably either like us or you're excited about this topic or you entered in our giveaway. And... I'm just going to get the giveaway out of the way first. I'm announcing it. I am on Instagram live as well. So hello if you've joined. It might kick me off live now, but we're getting on the podcast. So our winner for the giveaway of the 1 to 43 scale model and the Project Cars 2 is Jose Carlos from Mexico. So Jose, if you're listening to the podcast, send us a message. And we will send you a message back, and yeah, get you uh, get your address and get you that stuff shipped. Congratulations, Jose. anyway. Yeah, congratulations. I don't think they could hear you, Mark, but congratulations. They can't. Okay. All right. I'm gonna leave the live now. We're gonna get this podcast going. So yeah, let's roll the intro. And so today, actually, let me get into this topic, and I'll just get into this giveaway nonsense. Today, we are doing one of probably the most discussed debates of all time. And it is who is a better driver, Hamilton or Schumacher? Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> we sure are. I was, I was going to see if you wanted to interject with anything. No, we all picked. But, we, we both picked a side. I'm sure you know who's yeah. who's if you listen to a previous podcast. But if this is your we, first time here, I'm a Ferrari fan, a big one, and yeah. uh, a Sh- Michael Schumacher fan, arguably even bigger. So I decided to yep. take him. We've been. <laughs> We've been teasing this one for a while on the podcast, and we're finally getting to it. I just want to get a co- clear a couple things out of the way before we start first, though. I just want to say that there is really no right answer, and there's no there's no true way of us knowing. They are both – you're comparing greatness to greatness, oh, that's essentially. For, that's for sure. And there's no real – unless you throw them in you know a car for a season as teammates and both in their prime – which I think Hamilton's in his prime. He put like 2004 Schumacher versus, you know, 2019-20 Hamilton. You think Hamilton's I in his really, prime still? I think maybe. Uh, that I might be the like longest 20... prime I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> he just keeps getting faster and faster. He see, he I think the car keeps insane. getting faster and faster, but we'll get into that. The car also, <laughs> he's pushing that car to get faster and faster. Oh, yes, we will. But there is no right answer, but we both have our opinions, and we've had this debate a couple times off the podcast, and the last time we were having it, it we was off the podcast, I'm like, man, we got to stop talking about this right now and turn the mics on and get this going. <laughs> well, yeah. So, but we there is no way. We're just, we're just comparing greatness to greatness and kind of putting them up head to head and just seeing what they've done. And if you think it's Hamilton, let us know. If you think it's Schumacher, let us know. You can go to our website at www.theundercutpod.ca. Mm-hmm. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at The Undercut Pod. YouTube. And let us know because we love hearing from you. So now that you know the topic, the giveaway, again, congratulations, Jose. 
let's roll the intro and let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we're back. And we're back. I couldn't hear the intro. If you don't know, for the first time, me and Mark are doing this virtually. Yeah. <laughs> so we're on Zoom. Yeah. I'm not on Zoom. We're, we're on a Discord call. Where we are in Canada right now, we're, we're in the GTA, uh, Toronto. Uh, we are in an Ontario-wide lockdown and stay-at-home order. So in order to mm-hmm. comply with those um, regulations put in place by our government, we are doing this virtually for the first time. So there might be a few kinks along the way, but we're trying our best. Exactly. So basically what we're saying, wear a mask, socially distance, because I want to get out and I want to go to Canada this year, which doesn't look like it's going to happen, which we'll talk about later in our This Week in F1, which of course is back on the podcast. Yes, sir. And I want to see fans in stands. So, And obviously I want to see people healthy as well. But all right, so we will just jump right we will jump right into it the most controversial the most controversial argument i think in the hamilton versus schumacher debate is wins because statistically hamilton has beaten schumacher and that was a pretty big deal at the german grand no sorry at, at the turkish grand prix like that was a pretty big deal yeah it was. that germany and but the counter argument for that because i'm going to argue for mark is you you could say so lewis hamilton has 95 wins to schumacher's 91 lewis hamilton has completed in 266 races which that's how many he started yeah and schumacher has started 306 yeah so more wins he's got a better ratio a better ratio so his but his race win percentage i decided not to calculate his race win percentage on on um just races alone okay because the argument and i'm sure you're going to bring this one up if you want to talk about it first is uh car reliability well we can talk about car reliability do you have any Um, notes on car reliability because i'll let you start with that before i get into my points like um i have a couple but my biggest point is just how reliable those mercedes cars have been you know what i mean over the last six Mm. years that's all I have really to talk about that. I wasn't like, um, I spent a little bit of time looking on stats for this po- for this po- podcast, but I didn't really decide to include too many of them. I just have the basic ones, races, wins, podiums, all that stuff to talk about. Because I won't lie to you guys, I know that uh, Lewis Hamilton is uh, superior to Michael Schumacher when it comes to statistics. But I don't think F1 and being a good driver is only about statistics. And that's where my argument's coming from. Um but car reliability, you know, Schumacher had some great cars. Schumacher had some eh cars throughout his career. Lewis Hamilton, for almost his entire career, has been blessed with pretty incredible cars. Uh, aside from a couple, so years, a, a couple years there at Nico Rosberg, Fernando Alonso in 2007. I didn't hear what you said on that last one. Sorry. <laughs> Fernando Alonso in 2007. No, no, I heard that. I didn't. I didn't hear your argument. <laughs> oh. They've all been blessed with good cars as well. A lot of drivers, a lot of drivers have. I think yeah. my argument is I think Schumacher has had some all right cars. He's had some good cars and he's had some fucking incredible cars. Lewis Hamilton for almost his entire career, except for a couple years there at uh, McLaren in the early 2010s, and those were still all right cars, has had 
impeccable cars and a great drive. Yeah, but Schumacher had a couple seasons, I guess, with that Ferrari in the very beginning when the car wasn't comp- like competitive. But that Bennington, like the Bennington in 1995 and 1996, those were pretty competitive because those were the seasons he won his first two championships yep. and then a clean sweep from 2000-2004. But those were the two seasons that, like those two seasons, Bennington was very competitive. They were like second and third and the championship or i think they might have won the constructors championship they were they had he was he was competitive in those cars i won't i won't lie mm-hmm. um i think the gap between those benetton cars and those uh <laughs> um the mercedes cars that lewis hamilton's been in is astronomical there's no there's no like there's really no difference in like uh, there actually, that's a lie. There's a huge difference in like the level of difference between those two cars. You know what I mean? There were cars on the track that could compete with the Benetton cars in the last seven years, give or take. Aside from maybe 2017, uh, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a car on the grid that competes with those Mercedes cars at all. Well, 20, 2017, 2018, 2018 for the first and half of the year, 2019, but. Well, that car, the car didn't really lose competitiveness. It was kind of, you know, uh, it was those gaps that Vettel created kind of in his airs, like Singapore 2017, the three-way crash with Max Pad, Max Verstappen. I don't know why I insulted him there. He's the GOAT. But Well, I wouldn't say he's the GOAT. He's only 24. <laughs> he's amazing. Though. He's, he's, he's good. a great driver. But with Max Verstappen and things like that, Germany 2018, those were all tipping points and Hamilton has not really ever had that where he's had a couple of errors that cost him. And then he had a couple of errors that, and then he let the championship get away from him. I will admit 2007 China, he went off into the gravel trap, pulled up Pastor Maldonado before Pastor Maldonado was a thing. He went <laughs> off the gra- went onto the gravel trap, ruined his race in China. You could say he pulled Max Verstappen in 29 in 2020. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. That one wasn't his fault. That one was not his fault. No, it wasn't. But I just like to make fun of you about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, you know, that cost him the championship. But besides that, he's never had those moments where the, he's, you know, we'll, we'll go back to the stats because, Mark, I know you're loaded with the stats. I'm not at he all. Has, <laughs> he has, like, the he, he's the only guy he's won a race in every single season he's competed in yes the 2009 car was pretty dreadful yeah it wasn't great um i mean it wasn't it wasn't it was like, awful it wasn't Williams no the 2020 Williams. but it, it it wasn't it wasn't good by by any sorts it finished third in the championship and had like retire retire disqualification like retirement it was a still was still a third place car yeah, As Hamilton took up two wins, though. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I know that, uh, which is impressive in in that car. I mm. just think in the for the majority of his career, also Lewis hasn't been put in a lot of positions to make mistakes. Do you know what I mean? When you're leading the grid by 35 seconds almost every race, uh, it's a pretty clear cut victory as long as your car is reliable. Yeah, but you know when you're leading the pack against everyone else you're also leading against your teammate Valtteri Bottas they've had very similar seasons 
Are you? They they have had similar seasons. Are you arguing me with me? Are you arguing right now that Valtteri's been a, um, a, a teammate that's given Lewis any sort of uh, competition whatsoever? Because I will argue against that till I die. We on this in podcast, the same, you and I both in the same capacity as Rubens Barrichello. He's given him the same amount of competitiveness. But th- those are but two him- guys who are both clear-cut second drivers. Do you know what I mean? I, I wasn't arguing that Lu- Rubens Barrichello. Um, uh, Barrichello, Barrichello. Whatever. Yeah, I think it's Barrichello. Um, mm-hmm. uh, gave Schumacher a, a hard fight. I never said that. but I, And I don't think Valtteri gave Schumacher or Hamilton any sort of a hard fight. The only one, the only time that he's ever had that was when he was racing with Nico. And eventually yeah, 20, Nico 14, beat him. 2013, 14, 15, and 16 were... And Nico Rothbrook won him, but he had to throw everything at Hamilton to beat him. And he did. Everything. And he did. And I'm and, and Nico and is did. crazy. Like as yeah, far he's as pretty he, good. He was pretty good. But so, since and, then, and since then, he retired... Lewis has had absolutely zero competition. Like, like hundred well, points. He's had Vettel. He's had Vettel, but where Vettel has faltered in the 2017 and 2018 and 2019 seasons, Hamilton has stayed strong, and that's been so crucial when you're trying to be. I the gap. The gap is, you know, is pretty big from Mercedes to Ferrari, but it it was tight. It was tight in 2017, and. Ferrari through bad strategy errors and through Vettel just getting in his own head with that Germany crash and things like that, they they really faltered. Where Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes have, and the cars, the cars aren't good. And this is an argument I can make for Schumacher. Well, uh, Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Mark. I'm giving you, I'm giving you an argument on this one. Okay, but drivers, the cars just aren't good on their own. It's they like they without the drivers, without a skilled driver, the car's not going to be as good. It still might be good because there are some beautiful, beautiful engineers, designers, mechanics out there that are making that car. But it's the feedback that the drivers get, getting the setup right every weekend and every race. No, for sure. Every race, every weekend, every season, getting that setup right, knowing the tracks, knowing when to brake. Those things, it's they're separated by tenths of a percent and tenths of a second. Yeah. But you know, the, the tenth of a second is like an hour in Formula One. If you're yeah. a tenth of a second right behind, right? For sure. But going back You know, you I was I was just looking up right now as as we're talking about 2017, 2018, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um Lewis B beat Seb by like forty five points. Uh, which yeah. is two race wins. Um, that's not a very small gap. 2018, he beat Seb by um, almost 90 points. Also not a, <laughs> a small gap. 2019, In 2018 and 17, Ferrari had, they did have the package. No, they did. And 2019... He beat Valtteri by almost eighty-five points, or or almost ninety points, and Seb finished fifth. So he didn't. Seb wasn't really even in. Seb finished behind Schall in twenty nineteen. He wasn't even really in the competition. And the only competition um, Lewis did have, 
I guess you could say a little bit was Valtteri, but he's beat, he almost beat him by like 85 points last season and over 100 this season. Um, there, And the fact that Valtteri Bottas was, is finishing second in the championship um, <laughs> says a lot about that car because he's not a second-place driver. The Mercedes is fast, but going to the going to the off the track and just taking away from their driving performance like Lewis has continuously built that car he, he, he took the reins from Schumacher in 2013 when Schumacher retired yes he did and Schumacher is the one of the reasons and I will give you credit for this Schumacher is one of the reasons that Mercedes is winning today yeah he 10 years later is. 11 years later without Schumacher the team because it's a snowball effect mm-hmm until there's a regulation change or something extreme kind of happens, like in 2014 or 2009, that kind of situation. And But Lewis has developed that car and worked with the mechanics and built that car to be as fast as it is. Yeah, he did. Now. And, and yeah, maybe in 2020 it was a little bit of a wash, but you, you can't. 2019 you can't also a wash. 2019, yeah, they were they were pretty they were pretty far ahead. It was they were ridiculously but, ahead, like the gap. But yeah, the gap. But they, they're was ahead ridiculous. because Hamilton stays calm and strong through all of his races. You know, there was almost a 150 point gap between Hamilton and Max in 2019, and Max finished third in the championship. Yeah, I almost 150 it, points. Hamilton is in as like. Um, How many races did Hamilton win in 2020, 2019? 2019, Hamilton won. Hold on. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 11, he won 11 20. races in 2019. And he pulled, yeah. he pulled a few of them. Like the car, sometimes, you can't tell me that that car doesn't have something to do with that. Oh, it, it, it definitely does. There is, there is no argument to say that. It's not like he's driving like a Williams. No, he's not. He's not. What, listen, Lewis Hamilton might be one of like, in my opinion, the second best driver of all time. In in some people's opinions, the the best driver of all time, including yours. He's not winning races in a Williams. Yeah, neither is neither is Schumacher. No, no, like, ah. but that's that's exactly but what I'm saying. Would Hamilton would Hamilton be able to bring that Williams from the bottom? And give the development necessary to get them up a couple positions. Not in the a chance. Not a chance. You need money. They don't have that. Maybe now, but over the last four years, they haven't had enough money to get anywhere. Putting yeah. in a hundred million dollars a year when Mercedes is putting in four hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah, you're not getting anywhere. I'm sorry. Like you might, you might have all the insight in the world, but if you don't have the money to back that up, you're not, you're not uh, moving up. And the fact that Williams isn't a factory team has a lot to do with that. And I will, I will agree with you that um, Schumacher did uh, like throw that first snowball to get Mercedes where they are today. But the fact that they have factory money, money and factory backing is a lot of the reason why they are where they are. So, yes. Um, yeah. And, yes, and Lewis. Back, continue. It, that's, the snow, sorry, that's the snowball effect. Sorry to interrupt, but they get, they get that backing <clears throat> from winning championships. Like they get, they get the most money each year. Ferrari gets a shitload of money. Oh yeah, they get, they get. I, I it might be more money than Mercedes. No, Probably I, I not, don't think they do. I know they have close seconds. I know that Their they budget. have. Um, they have like a, a like they get money for being Ferrari, which <laughs> yeah, it, I personally think is a little they, wild. 
But it's uh, that we need the Tafosi in the sport fund. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ferrari. But, uh, but going back to the stats, yeah, like I was saying before, yeah, you can't yeah. just look at race wins because Hamilton has more race wins than Schumacher. Yes, he but does. the reliability, the reliability is such a big factor in this because those 1990s and 2000s cars, like Schumacher, has more than a he has a hundred and. 45 roughly percent of Hamilton's wins, Hamilton's retirements. Hamilton has 24. Schumacher has 67. Yes. Which, um, which, but a lot of that has to do with reliability. Does it yeah, not? And that's what I'm saying. And let's just for, let's just for, you know, for whatever, say that all of those were the car. None of them were mistakes. Because Hamilton's had some like China 2007 and he's had a couple of like, I think one in like Monaco, and he's had so he's had a couple errors, and so was Schumacher. Yeah, every driver does. Every driver does, but we'll just count all those retirements as just not their fault, whether because it doesn't matter was mistakes. So what I did was I subtracted the race retirement number from the race complete the race number. Mm-hmm. So Lewis Hamilton has two hundred sixty six races, but twenty four retirements. Yeah, so he has a net two forty two race completions okay so i compared their race completions percent lewis hamilton's race win percentage including his retirements is 39.2 percent of his race wins yeah so each race per race he has completed like ran every single lap yeah he's won 39 percent of those and schumacher's 138 okay so that goes to the same thing podiums uh, 165 podiums for Hamilton. To Schumacher. 155 yeah, to Schumacher's 155. Uh, pole positions. I didn't find a qualifying retirement ratio, but pole positions. 98 pole positions for Hamilton, yeah. which is 36 percent of qualifyings to Schumacher's 68. Yeah, couldn't get that last. Couldn't get that last one, eh? To I make know. The meme. I know. But so that's we're, another we're reason why I think Schumacher might be a little bit better is because even if he didn't uh, qualify at, on pole, he still won 91 races. Hamilton has won, um, like, okay, I'm going to put this into perspective. He might not have won every race he started on pole, and he might have, like, came from the back of the grid to win. But if you look at specifically numbers, you said he has, what, 90, 98 pole positions? Yeah, 98. He's won 95 races, correct? Yeah. So if you're looking at that stat, there are races that Hamilton pulled that he didn't win. Um, I I can't give you the exact percentage. I didn't like I said I didn't look at a lot of stats. Uh, I think there's more to it than that. But if you look at Schumacher with 68 pulls and 91 wins, there was a lot of times where he had to fight for that win. A lot more times that he had to fight from that win on the track than Schumacher did, or sorry than Hamilton did. My bad. That That is that is that makes a good driver. That does make a good driver. But, again, Lewis Hamilton didn't need to fight for that position. He's working smart, not hard, because he's qualified. It's because he has the best car on the track. Eight Almost times. every time. So has Schumacher. <laughs> not 2000 every- to 2004? Yeah, he did have the best car on the track for those five years out of his 18-year or 19-year career. Eddington won the Constructors' Championship. Granted, it was mostly Schumacher. In 1995. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know did. if they won it. It was mostly Schumacher. I don't think just they did. To make it I'll fun. look it up. I didn't do any 
just to make it fun, I didn't do any research on Schumacher. I just did it on Hamilton. Yeah, I didn't do any research on Hamilton. Because <laughs> we thought we'd fly in blind and just let ourselves be blindsided because we we're unprepared motherfuckers. At but that's the, what's uh, fun about it. it is, this is fun. Uh, they came third in the Constructors' Championship. In what year? With no... In 1996. And they came third in the constructors and he still won. Nope. Sorry. That's my bad. I'm looking at the wrong year. 1995, anyway. the constructor was Benetton Renault. And in yep. 96, the constructors championship. Okay. He won in 1994. Was Williams. Then. Yeah, he won in 1994. Yeah, yeah, Damon Hill won in 96. Yeah, sorry. That one's my bad. He's But Instagram in 1994, came. the champion was still Williams. Yeah, they must have come second, though. Uh, I'll tell you. 2008, 2008, the McLaren was second, and he won the championship. Yeah, but that by one, he won by one point, and there's a, a lot of contention eight, about that. Mate, by one point. Oh, that is that Glock. He, yeah, exactly. He, uh, uh, Benetton was down 15 points in the in the constructors' championship in '94, and that's uh, um, it's a decent amount considering the numbers were a lot, were pretty different back then. Yeah, like 15 is like kind of a 40. Now, yeah, which isn't you know astronomical. But... No, but it's it's a decent amount. Uh, and so, to think he didn't win, <laughs> and in '08, like he yeah Hamilton won by one point, but who knows? Did Glock let him by? <laughs> no, he didn't. That would that'd be fucking insane. Are you sure? I, I'm ninety nine point nine eight percent. But there has have been you bigger talked to have you talked to uh, Timo Glock about that yourself personally? Yeah. Hey, yo, Timo, dog. If you're listening to the big pod. <laughs> He's listening. He listens to every podcast. Also, um, McLaren in 2008 finished by like finished behind uh, Ferrari by 21 points, which yeah, exactly. the numbers were also different back then, but mm. it's a little bit less of a margin, I think. I don't have the the numbers so, on me right now, but I, I, I so it is it, it is less shorter seasons, less points, but it's not margins less. But still, a second place. Hamilton, if we move on to records, I'm not going to read them all because there are an insane amount of records. Obviously, yeah. most career wins, most wins in a debut season at four wins in the debut season, most consecutive podiums in a debut season. He literally podiumed the from the Australian Grand Prix to the British Grand Prix. Every single time he started his career with nine podiums. All Hamilton knows is W's. That's true. He does. All this man knows. I think a lot of Most that has to do with the fact that for his entire career, you know, guys uh, started. In, uh, oh, no way. Even the Jordan that uh, Schumacher tested wasn't that terrible. They, it was pretty. They were not good. He did one race. I think he did one lap in the race. And he had a gearbox issue. <laughs> so that wasn't that good. Yeah, they he were not good. Did, at, you hear about this? I forget who the drivers were. So the Jordan driver, he got in a fight and he was in jail. I think that might have been the story. This might be this might be uh, false. So if it's false, uh, let us know. Call us out on it. But I think he got in a fight or something, and he had, was like, he was in prison, like in the drunk tank overnight, and he couldn't race. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, you know, I want to go back to what you were saying earlier about how Mercedes and uh, Schumacher he helped build that car. Hamilton mm-hmm. did the exact same thing in Ferrari. He was with in, he was with Ferrari from '96 to 2006. And didn't start winning championships until 2000. Uh, and then he stopped winning championships in 2005. <laughs> um, he was yeah, a close and, uh, second, to be Hawk. fair. 
Like hot shot, great sunglasses, great hair, Fernando Alonso with the babes at every race. Came oh yeah. In. But uh that's another in in those late nineties, that was uh in in of a substantially less technical era where you didn't have the same yeah. technologies you do to make your car faster than you do now. Um that is that, that is a very solid point. Yeah. Schumacher that built that Ferrari team with like on his back, arguably. Um mm-hmm to and f- four or five consecutive championship wins with him at the helm. And mm-hmm. my favorite and the best sounding car, a Formula One car of all time, the F2004. The F2004, the best sounding F1 car of all time? In my opinion, it's so nice. I love that, that car. The um, Oh, also back going back to a couple podcasts ago, you mentioned the that Mazda, the 787B. Yeah, yeah, the, the four-rotor RX, the, uh, the four-rotor... Um, Twin Turbo or something like that from the mall? I have that. So I, I do a lot of sim racing, if you do not know. And I have the 787B on a set of Corsa. It comes with the game. So yeah. I'm going to do a lap around Belgium, and I'm going to post it on our Instagram because it sounds really good in the game, and it, I can't even imagine how good it sounds. It's the greatest sounding car of all time. Before. <laughs> Oh, that's another it, thing it, that that. Uh, speaking of Le Mans, that's another thing Schumacher did in 1991. He raced 24 hours of Le Mans. Did he, did he finish? What did he? What did he place? Did he win? He didn't win, but <laughs> he finished, I believe. Michael. Yeah, Schumacher, Schumacher. Hamilton. All he knows is F1. Yeah, that's, that's all true. he's done. Obviously, like his GP2 and his like Formula One, Renault, and all that other shit that he's done. Sure, but you have but, to get to Formula One somehow. You don't, you don't just fucking uh, sh- show up and be like, guess what? I'm here. Exactly. Uh, Most yeah. points in a debut season, 109. Yep. It's another record. Most consecutive points finishes, 48. Most race finishes in the points, 229. That's kind of whatever. Yeah. He's finished in the... Like almost eighty percent of his races, he's finished in the points. That's including retirements. Uh, he did Le Mans in '91, finished sixth place, or sorry, finished twelfth in his category. Schumacher. I'm very curious to see what Hamilton's going to do after Formula One. Is he going to continue to race? I doubt it. Because he's, yeah, me too. You, you see all the, I don't know that you see all these drivers like, uh, Brendan Hartley. And Alexander Albon now, and who else? Even even Rubens Barrichello, I think, or Barrichello, who Marcus Ericsson, who finished their stint in Formula One, and if it wasn't that successful, then they move on to like endurance racing or DTM or something like that. Formula E, even Stoffel Van Dorn did that. Yeah. Felipe Massa did that. Formula E, uh. E, and uh, who else? Nico Hulkenberg, uh, Jensen Button. Yeah. And Jensen Button's like a veteran, a veteran racer. He's a world champion. Yeah. But he's not. Happy birthday. He's not. Happy yeah. Birthday. Happy birthday, Jensen Button. Um, I know. We know you're listening. Yeah. You, you, you have to, right? He, the, thing, the thing about uh, Hamilton that's, that differentiates himself from all those drivers is he's uh, at the moment seven-time Formula One world champion. He doesn't really have much yeah. left to prove. He could do it for. He could go like, he could go to Le Mans for fun. He, I could see him doing like a in like a twenty four hours of, or twelve hours of Daytona, twenty four hours of Le Mans, something along those lines. Yeah, like the Mercedes, uh, the AMG GT three car. Yeah, try to the... try to get himself the triple crown. That's what I can see himself that him doing. 
after That'd be sick. after Formula yeah, One. But I don't see him going back to full time racing. I think he'll like dabble. I think he could dabble in a couple other seasons, but you, you never really know. He, I he guess would we bring, just gotta wait. He, you know what he could do? He can get massive contracts and bring a lot of attention to other sports series because if exactly. if someone like Lewis Hamilton goes and races DTM, they're getting a lot of new people watching them, probably myself included, because I don't watch. Yeah, it. I I I love watching random uh, DTM uh, Super Formula races at three in the morning when I can't sleep. Because that's when they're on in like Japan and Germany and all these other places. Mm-hmm. They're usually on pretty late at night, and that's when I watch them. But I, I we got to get into other motorsport stuff. So much motorsport, so much fun. But this isn't the motorsport podcast. It is a motorsport podcast. It's the this Formula One podcast. It, you said it best, Mark. And <laughs> but um, so I think he going back to that re- real briefly, like. I do. Th- I, in my opinion, what I would see him doing is going back and racing the Indy 500, trying to win that. He already has Monaco win. Um, yeah. And try to win. That's Le Mans, the last one, right? Yep. Le Mans, the Indy 500. And the Monaco. And GP. Monaco. The Autosport Triple Crown. Yeah, I think I think that's what I see him doing after, is trying to do that. And, yeah. you know, Schumacher can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still very curious Schumacher's condition, but I, I very much re respect the Schumacher family's privacy. Yeah, I hope that I hope that with this, Mick being in Formula One now, we do get maybe a different glimpse of how he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he's recovering, but just kind of keeping it quiet, and that's the way he likes it. We we have to respect that. I'm surprised. I'm, I don't know how like. I've been in lockdown for two, three weeks here in in, uh, Toronto. He's been doing it for eight years. I don't know how the guy does it. Yeah. We never know, but (laughs) he is is one of the greatest of all time Formula One drivers. He's probably got a cool cool head, so he can probably sit and probably enjoying some time off. If he is, which we we really hope for the best for him and the Schumacher family. Oh, of course. But moving back on to better because that's not a good argument and who's a better driver. Lewis Hamilton, I'm, I I was debating pulling this card, but I think I'm going to. Lewis Hamilton's off-track image and popularity has ounced every other driver, and Schumacher hasn't give, been given the opportunities in the same capacity as Hamilton has okay. through Instagram. I don't think Schumacher's ever had an Instagram. Or Insta- Twitter. Schumacher um, went like dark, I guess you could say, because we don't, we like we said, we don't know about his condition. Um, at like around the same have, time, Instagram came out. Yeah, he does have an Instagram, but it's Instagram. not his. It's not like something he runs. Yeah, I think it's it's either, it might be run by him, but it's run by somebody. That's not him. But Lewis Hamilton, eighteen million Instagram followers. He's the guy that's been on all the talk shows. He is the one. He has a Tommy. He'll figure line. He's got watch brands. He's got his own motorcycle. He's the one that. Can I can I ask you a question? Yeah. What does that have to do with being a better driver? I thought we were. <laughs> remember when we did our top ten list, our very first podcast? Check it out, by the way, because we do have a little bit of this debate, like a little mini version. Yeah. But it's it's their on and off track performance, who they are as a person, and what makes them a good driver, just not a quick. 
I didn't know. I, I knew that was what was on our last, our, on our top 10. I thought this was who was the best driver. Oh. <laughs> well, that one's easy. That one's easy. Hamilton, look at the look at the fucking stats, Mark. Look at the stats. Yes, the statistics. But I'm talking about like statistics, statistics aren't make aren't the only things that make you a good driver. Statistics. You know that. Well, performance. Who is better in um, not ideal conditions Monaco. as a driver? Monaco, 2019, 73 laps on mediums to hold off Max Verstappen. Fat dub in honor of Nicky Lauda. He should not, no other driver on that entire grid or previous grids would have been able to go 73 or well, 70, you 70. You can't argue 70 that. Something. You don't know that. You don't know if that could have been done before. No one else did. No one else has had it, to. It might have been, but Lewis Hamilton, granted it's Monaco and it's hard to overtake, but to make that strategy call. No, it and was to, yeah. He did. He had a great race for sure, but like out, he, outside of ideal conditions, um, I'm giving every win to Schumacher. He's ideal the best. Yeah, so. he's the best wet driver of all time. You, I I don't want to. You you can't argue that. 2020, Turkey. I understand what Hamilton. he did. I understand his strategy. I understand going from the intermediates to the to to, to bald tires. One good race well, his, doesn't make you the best ever. It's been 95 good races, but... Yes, but all, all of those aren't in the wet. All those aren't in... A lot of those are in ideal driving conditions. Some are in the wet, but not all of them. And uh, Time has been you know, in the, in the wet, and I can't recall every single race where it's been in the wet, but Hamilton has... The, the turkey was just it was he broke the record and won the championship with coming from like six on the grid terrible qualifying well his teammate was just having a a spinala situation yeah but going I, on there i didn't know that turkey. they called i didn't know they called hamilton rainmaster i didn't know that was a thing they call him rainmaster pardon he's the they don't call him the rain. No, they don't. Max you, know, you know who they call the rainmaster? No, no. Brendan Hartley. No, no, they don't. They call, they call Michael Schumacher Alexander the rainmaster. No. Alexander Albon. I heard you say Alexander Albon. He's oh, definitely, he definitely, definitely not Mark, the rainmaster. Martin going through a tunnel. Did you? Did, <laughs> did you, did you pass him all the Nardo? Uh, no, I didn't. Did, uh, I said they call Michael Schumacher the Rainmaster. That is his nickname. Confirm Roman Grosjean Rainmaster. <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, I also think that Schumacher raced in an era that was uh, for sure more competitive and probably a better, and he probably faced arguably better drivers. I just want to. Do you agree I with that? Do you think? This, do you agree that Schumacher raced against better drivers? Mark, I, I 100% agree with that. Yeah, I do agree with that. I just want to bring up this isn't a very difficult argument to have because I love Schumacher and I really like Hamilton. This isn't like <laughs> yeah, it's really hard for me to be like Schumacher fucking sucks. <laughs> it's so hard to rank them, but I just you know like if I had to pick one to race on my team, 
I'd pick Hamilton, and now you'd pick Schumacher. I would. Is and I'll tell you the, the biggest differentiator for me. I think Schumacher would do anything it takes to win. And that's something I want on my team. And he proved that by getting uh, disqualified in 97. (laughs) Getting disqualified from the whole fucking season. Yeah, he did. He proved that. Uh, He would do anything it takes to win. (laughs) And uh, just going to throw this out here. That's the kind of guy I want to race on my team. Well, I feel like that's kind of, you know, hurts Hamilton because Hamilton... Hamilton will do anything to win. Uh, 2016? 2016, Abu Dhabi. I don't know if he'll fuck he, over someone else, and he didn't win that. I know, but... And Schumacher didn't win in 1996 either. He was... No, he, he won in... Uh, he, he was close to winning, and it was 97, I think. Um, it was the year... Uh, it was the year uh, Jacques Villeneuve won. He was the, he was the runner-up, and... Yeah. He booted Villeneuve oh, off the track. Canada. <laughs> See, Canada. But uh, in his early days, Schumacher raced um, against guys like Alain Prost, Ayrton Senna, Nigel Mansell, David Coulthard, Nelson Piquet. And later on, along, he raced against guys like Fernando Alonso and Kimi Raikkonen. He also raced against Lewis Hamilton and Seb Vettel, who were some good drivers. So I think... He in the Hamilton race against Schumacher. He raced against Schumacher. Yeah, but not in his prime. He beat. He raced against Rosberg, who's an an amazing driver. Yeah, he Rosberg's raced against, not Senna. Rosberg's not Prost. Rosberg's not uh, Mansell. One year he raced against uh, Senna. Senna was in a dog shit car though. He. What are you talking about? He raced against Senna for three, two and a half seasons until Senna passed away. And one of those seasons, Senna won the championship. I was remembering that incorrectly. I retract <laughs> my statement. Lewis Hamilton, he, he raced his rookie season. He comes up against Fernando Alonso, who's hot off dos world championships. Uh, duh. Not twa, but duh. Two world championships. Yeah. And, it, and he, as a rookie, he beat him in the championship. Imagine beating Fernando fucking Alonso after two world championships. He did, but he didn't win uh, the championship that year. Yeah, but uh, (laughs) you know who did win that championship? Hey, seven championships. Wait, wait, do you know know who did win that championship? In 2007? Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen. Nice, man. (laughs) You didn't say it, so now we just look idiots because we have to stall it was the ice and mr go to the yacht yeah he was fine. no one called he was uh, listen i'm not i okay the, the, adam is right this is an extremely difficult podcast to to do for both of us because i really like hamilton and he really likes schumacher and we're arguing against guys that we really do like but um you got to do what you got to do sometimes and we, this is for you guys this is for the people <laughs> for the people we are for the people we're real people Okay, we'll list. We'll compare these two stats. Number of vegan dogs. Schumacher zero. Yeah, that's Hamilton. what makes him a better fucking driver. <laughs> dogs should not be vegan. What? <laughs> what do number you mean? Of, what? Number of, times, number of times dated Rihanna. <laughs> Schumacher zero. I want, Hamilton. I'm I'm checking that fact right now. Thank you for listening to the Annika podcast. This is it. I'm checking that fact right now. I don't. Did he actually date Rihanna? Did. Lewis. I swear on my fucking life he did. Or he dated a Kardashian. Hamilton, date. 
Hamilton has records for most points in uh, most career points, which the the points thing is uh, an impossible. This is why I didn't list these before. It's an impossible one to dispute. Okay. Because the point system is way different in the twenty, the twenty, the the the, the recent years than it was. Like a race winner gets twenty five now twenty six points to get fastest lap, where it was like fifteen twenty years ago. Okay. Thirty seven hundred points. Uh, most points in a debut season. We've already listed that one. Most pole positions. Pole positions are the most different Grand Prix. Twenty seven. Adam, stop for a again, second. Your your uh, um, oh God, your audio is cutting out. Oh. And uh, I'm looking at this. It's oh, saying God, that. Don't tell, <laughs> don't tell me he didn't date Rihanna. Mark, that's the basis of 98% of my argument. Um... All rumors. All rumors? All rumors. Whoops. He has dated oh, a lot of people, though. He dated uh, Nicole Scherzinger. Of the Pussycat Dolls. Um, Rita Ora. Sure. Sophia Ritchie, daughter of Lionel Ritchie. That's pretty sick. So, yeah, all rumors. You know who Michael all Schumacher rumors. dated? His wife. His wife. He's a married man <laughs> with a family. You told me that's not you the kind what? of guy you'd want on your team. <laughs> oh, I want a guy who's going to leave it all on the track. Yeah, like Schumacher did to the point where it actually got him kicked off the season. Yeah, that's in Formula One. You want a guy who goes right up to the line but never crosses. No, it. I want someone who's going to do anything it takes to win, even if it backfires. Because you know his heart's on the line. Okay, so 1996 Schumacher versus 2020 Hamilton. That's not a fair comparison. I'm taking hey, hey, it's everything you got. 20, 2004 Michael Schumacher versus 2020 Hamilton. Who are you taking to win the season? I think Hamilton would win same, by five points. Same car. Same car? Same car. Say we Ham- both put them in the F2004. Well, I'm going to be like, oh, Schumacher's got the dub on this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not your argument, but I know you think so. <laughs> no, it, honestly... I believe it's Hamilton. His his tire managing ability and his calm, cool head through all of his seasons. He never raises his temper. Really, there was the part with he doesn't have to. He wins all the time. Don't touch me, bro, bro. Don't don't fucking touch me. Whatever, whatever that was in like two thousand nine. And I'm trying to think of his other. Oh, the throwing the cap. That that was actually Nico Rosberg in the U.S. But he always has a cool head, and he's always winning. And I will – I am going to move on to this because let's – how long have we been recording? We've been going for 46 minutes. 46 minutes? Yeah, let's just get our last couple arguments out of the way, then uh, wrap this up. Okay. Um, move on to our favorite segment uh, this week in F1. Yes. Lewis Hamilton is the first black person to ever race in Formula One. Yeah, so like, that's the- great for um, – for like his community and for breaking the color barrier and all of those things, and I commend him for all of it. And I think that's awesome. I don't, uh, uh, I don't know how he, that makes him a better driver. Like, yes, he's think faced adversity. The, I understand yeah, that. Think of the adversity he's had to come from, coming from nothing, being like you, 
imagine being you're like six or seven years old, showing up to the go kart track. You're being called racial slurs, telling them to like go yeah, home. Yeah, that's all you're terrible. And I, I think he, it made him a better person, and I, it maybe it maybe made him work harder. But since his debut in Formula One. I don't know if the color of his skin had made him a better driver. It's made him it's made him a better person and he what what he's done for the you know the Black Lives Matter community and what he's just done for environmentalists and how he's pushed the sport and how he's pushed Mercedes and really made Mercedes a home for him and a home team like where he can say guys we need to change our livery like change the livery to support Black Lives Matter. It's awesome. I believe I believe Schumacher, the Italian Grand Prix 2001. It was one week after 9/11. I believe it was Schumacher's idea, but I'm not sure. I need to credit Ferrari as well to go. No sponsors on the logo. Black nose mm-hmm. for support 9/11. But I think what what Hamilton has done for that has made him a better person and made him a better overall driver. But again. Excuse me. That's not that's not performance. No. So if we're only talking about performance, I will uh, retract that argument. But it is something. To no, but consider. we're not only talking about performance. We're talking about who's a better driver. And mm. I, I, um, I, I agree that that like adversity and facing that does help you in life. It maybe it is part of the reason why he is where he is today. So, and no one, my the only person who can comment on that is him or his family. Exactly. But. Um, you know, yeah, he like I'll give him that. He did face that, and he continues to, and he did break the Formula One color barrier and all of those things. Um, I do think another reason that why, in my opinion, Lewis or uh, Michael is a better driver is because, as well as um, just his skills on and off the track, make it maybe be wet or dry. He was the the best ever, if I do say so. He also raced in a less technical era and a less safe era. Um, and thinking about all of those things going into it, if you think about this, okay? Roman Grosjean in Bahrain this year. Uh, if that happened in a 2004 car, mm-hmm. that man's dead. It's another thing on your mind when you're driving. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying yeah. it, it completely that changed his opinion. Anything until 2018. Schumacher and Hamilton did race in extremely similar eras. Uh, mm, yes. Yes, they did. Um, because Schumacher did spend a lot of his career in the early and mid-2000s. But the early 90s was a very different era than the, the early two, and mid-2000s. So basically what you're saying is because I don't believe – either driver like because what drivers do essentially is they just flush out the fear yes like there's no there's no fear when you're driving because as soon as you feel the fear you got to feel those retirement papers you're filling out in the retirement party because they cannot you can't feel afford the fear. that i think the hunger that all formula one drivers but specifically hamilton and schumacher carry um like to be able to humble that fear and to kind of put that fear aside when you go into a track is part of what separates them from. Yeah, but yeah, they they are they are on a different level. 
other than everyone else. Schumacher has seen some deaths and he's seen some things in the sport that would rattle his, but so has Hamilton seen Antoine Hubia. Hubia. Yeah. He saw uh Jules Bianchi. He saw the Roman Grosjean crash. He's he's seen you know, he's seen some shit. He's been he was around for the Senna crash, growing up idolizing Senna. He was young, young when that happened, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like I think he was like seven or eight. Um uh, he would have been like eight, yeah, eight or nine. Cause uh Santa passed away in ninety four. And Hamilton was born in eighty five. Uh he probably would have been nine. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a January seventh birthday. But needless to say, uh both incredible drivers. Uh yeah, to sum to sum it up, two incredible drivers. I think Hamilton's better. I still think Schumacher's better. We got nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't think I was gonna sway you tonight, but yeah, and I, I knew for a fact I wasn't gonna sway you, but uh, but it was an opinion, uh, you know. Oh, you yeah. know something interesting that I, I found out in two thousand three, um, Schumacher won the championship by a two point difference between him and Kimmy. Wow, I remember that. I, I remember actually hearing that. That's wild. That and is Kimmy, pretty wild. And Kimmy was on, a, he wasn't a Ferrari driver yet, for all those of you who don't know, he was still with McLaren. Yep. And uh, that just goes to show you that that Ferrari-dominated era had a, a year or two in there that wasn't so dominated. It was a fight to win, and mm-hmm. he still did it. He, he, was, he was a fighter. He did have to fight for some of those championships. Oh, yeah. But yeah, two great drivers. I'm glad we got to finally make this an official debate. And I'm glad you, listener, I'm looking at you, got to listen and uh, kind of come along for the ride in that argument. So now, so what? who do you think is the better driver? Please, please let us know. Yeah, I want to hear your guys' opinions. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Enica Pod. Go to our website and you can uh, send us an email basically and tell us to fuck off or tell us that we're idiots or tell us that you love us. Try to be positive at www.theenicapod.ca. And without further ado, we are going to be moving on to our This Week's in F1. I know I messed up the grammar again. Sorry we missed the last Every week. Time. There's <laughs> been a couple of a couple of unexpected uh, medical events that we had to take care of, a couple of unexpected school starting events that we knew were coming but had to take care of. So it was just, but we're, we're back. We're getting locked in with school. Everything's good. Everyone's healthy, which is important. And mm-hmm. we're getting locked back in. So we'll ha- be having new podcasts this Sunday, coming out Sunday night. Yes, sir. If you have any podcast ideas, we're going to be posting a couple polls on our Instagram as well. So you can send us some um, uh, some questions you have about the upcoming season, some questions you have about a driver, some podcast topics. And yeah. Yeah. So we're moving on to this week in F1. First notes. Nothing really happened. I do I do just want to let everyone know before we get started that one of the biggest things that happened this week is the FIA just commented about how cheerleaders are getting strapped onto the front wings of cars for the formation lap starting in 2022. Uh, we don't have any sources important. on that. We don't have any sources. It may not be true, but I think cheerleaders <laughs> under the front wing, it might turn out badly, but 
the FIA has some, done some dumber things in the past. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. That one's <laughs> <initial goal. laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It'll bring a new, it'll bring a new fan base to the sport. Yeah, the cheerleading fan base. Mark, they got rid of the good girls a long, a couple years ago. Long couple years ago. (laughs) But Uh, moving on to the actual news. A couple new teams decided to enter the sport and finally change their names with fucking confusing, or one of them, with an absolutely confusing Instagram post. It was a nine-post Aston Martin I am mf one. Does anyone know what that means? It took us a while to figure it out. We did make a post about it on our IG. Yeah. But yeah, Aston Martin, they're in and predictions for oh I mean not predictions for next season. That's another podcast. But they finally changed the names. The boys in green. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern, as we will uh we're gonna call them. I'm so excited to see a, a nice British, British racing green car coming back to the sport. I'm excited to see Sebastian Vettel in a Aston Martin. It was really weird because ever since I've been a fan, all I've known is Seb and Ferrari. So to see him in a green and driving an Aston Martin and not being part of Ferrari is which is very bizarre. Yeah, it's it's going to be um, a learning curve. Definitely, I think, is the best way to put it for sure. But I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what he does. I'm excited for the future of Aston Martin Racing and CEO Lawrence Stroll. I'm also excited yep. to see the future of Ferrari with uh, Mr. Carlos Sainz and see how yeah. they do without Seb. And I, that one we might have discussed at a, a previous podcast because that one happened in December 31st. But one that happened... Six days ago was Alpine or Alpine F1 uh, introduced their 2021 contender, the A521. And my God, this livery is sexy. But it's only their winter livery. Yeah, I know. It's fucking disappointing. Red Bull has done this in 2014, 2018, or 2019 and 2020. They had the 2018 and 2019, that uh, red, uh, the beautiful uh, white and black livery. Mm-hmm. Then they had the red and black livery and the blue and black livery the year before. So, and I was so excited to see those cars on track. And then they just came with the same boring livery. But Alpine, it's going to be a new livery, um, cereal, uh, cornflakes, cereal. Abdida, I don't even know how to say it. The last cereal Abitoy, I think his name is. Abitoy, cereal, Mister Frosted Flakes. Is set to leave Renault ahead of the Alpine shakeup, so he's leaving. So Red Bull, Red be, Bull main. Sorry, his, his, uh, I'm gonna. Cu- uh, cu- uh, uh, oh my God, I can't speak either. I'm gonna cut you off for a second. And his name is Cyril Abitbull. Abitbull. Yeah. Uh, good to know. Because <laughs> Red Bull, Red Bull might. Red. Not salty. Red Bull might need a t- uh, a driver and an engine, but Cyril needs a job. And in more serious note, uh, Charles Leclerc has uh, tested positive for COVID-19. That was six days ago. We haven't heard really any update since, but we we, we really hope he's doing good. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, best wishes, though. Best wishes. Hoping for a speedy recovery. Of course. Moving on. Mark, do you have anything to say about Aston Martin, Alpine F1? No, you pretty much covered it. I'm excited to see them on track. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. Um, Nothing... Yeah, excited Nothing to see really. Fernando. Yeah, get Fernando back. Battle on a new team. 
Lance Stroll kind of up his game a little bit, hopefully next year, because he seems to get better each year. Yep. And Australia. <sighs> Long sigh. Has <laughs> been postponed. It's been postponed. Yeah, not canceled. So it is November 19th to 21. I don't know what the weather looks like in Australia and Melbourne. It's their springtime. It's their springtime. So maybe a little bit uh, cooler conditions. It's like, yeah, that's like, so their, their uh, schedule is complete opposite to ours. So that's like their yeah, May. Like it's like their May. Yeah. So it'll be nice, warm. It'll be fine. That's the reason they don't do it in the summer. Yeah, because it's just Cause Melbourne's cold. Hot. Melbourne's cold in the summer. It's got like mountains and skiing and stuff. Mm. Sorry, I said it was hot. I, I was getting confused. But yeah, like, so it's like our summertime. Their summertime is the winter here on the northern hemisphere. And Imola. So the season opens in Bahrain. Yep. Which is exciting. It is exciting. It's also weird because we kind of closed the season off almost in Bahrain. Yeah. So we were having like back to back races. In, in the last three Formula One races, two of them, three of them have been in Bahrain. Of the last four, 75% of the last four races have been at Bahrain. Which is cool. But Hopefully they do it Bahrain, at the other track. Bahrain has been a little less. Uh, the excitement has been taken away from it, unfortunately, because March 12th, 13th, and 14th, the Friday to Sunday, because there are 11 days. This Sorry, let me restart. The <laughs> preseason testing has been in Spain as long as I can remember. Yeah. And March, so it's usually in very early March. And they usually have eight days, but now they only have three days of testing. But it is at Bahrain, which means all, all of the, all of the cars will be basically built off the knowledge for that track. So going into the first race, I think it's going to be a snooze. Yep, yeah. I agree. I very much so agree. Unfortunately, they have a new testing location moved to Bahrain, which is nice to see the shakeup in the testing. Might make Spain a little bit more exciting. But I just think I think this uh, the first race is going to be especially boring. It may be a little bit of a boring season because of the lack of regulation changes. But there has been some regulation changes, and I'm excited to see the shakeup in the midfield. I still think it's going to be a Mercedes, Red Bull, and then. But I'm excited to see who's third, fourth, fifth. That's going to be the exciting part for me. What do you think, Mark? I agree with you. Um, I'm I'm. For everything I've heard, I also think Ferrari's gonna have a bounce back season. So I'm I'm saying they uh they finished third or fourth in the championship, not sixth this year. <laughs> I heard that was, I heard that was a little bit overhyped though. It might be. By, uh, it might be, but you, we gotta be Harry Potter himself. By who? By Harry Potter himself, Matteo Bonato. Uh I he's mean, one old scar away. He is, he is, he is. But I mean I'm I'm, I'm excited to see it. I hope I, 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 you have to hope, you know? Yeah. You, you just, you know, honestly, after missing F1 for seven months in a row, I will appreciate every race, even the, even the boring ones. Cause it's cars around tracks and it's the beauty of this sport that I love so much. Yeah, absolutely. And what, besides that, I, I don't know I about how really, much else there is. Yeah. I haven't really found anything else. There's been some other small things, but it's kind of dying down in the off season a little bit. Baku is in danger, which is really sad because in 20, 2016, the Baku Grand Prix race kind of blew. It was whatever. 
Baku but, is Bahrain, dude, isn't it? Baku. No, Baku's Azerbaijan. Oh, Azerbaijan, my bad. Sorry. I don't know why For, my brain went there. Crossed and wires there. Yeah. It's all good. Um, it is a little bit in danger, apparently, but it might not be. It's still kind of all up in the air. But I hope Azerbaijan, because it's provided some great races in 2017, 2018, and 2019 as well with the I'm Stupid. And it was a pretty good race. And the TBC, I really hope the TBC is Portugal. I would love to see the boys race back at Portimao. I would love it. Yeah, it would be nice to see that. But we'll see. And Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, all the boring ones. Brazil, the contract was avoided by a legal team. Or it, The contract was avoided, though, so they need to renegotiate the contract. And I don't know what that means for the race in terms of 2021, but... Oh, Montia, please let it be. Please let it stay on the calendar. I think it will be. I will be so sad if Interlagos leaves the calendar. Yeah. I I really hope because they got the contract and there were some legal issues or something or other like that. Legal mumbo-jumbo, basically. It, it is in danger, but we will uh, we will have to see. Yep. But, Mark, you have any other uh, – I'm, I'm, all, I'm all newsed out. Yeah, me too. Uh, I am – Thanks for listening, guys. This was a long one. I'm glad. I, <laughs> I hope you stayed to the end so you can listen to all our opinions and what happened this week in Formula One. How long have we been recording? An hour and five minutes. A pretty solid pod. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, well, uh, thank you very much for listening. Did you agree with our opinions? Did you disagree with our opinions? Did you like the podcast? Did you dislike the podcast? Please let us know again at at the Undercut Pod is our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, www.theundercutpod.ca is our website. It's free to check out. Read some of our blogs. We've got some new blogs coming. we got some big things coming in 2021. Like I've mentioned, we're super excited. Again, Carlos or Jose Carlos, think, uh, congratulations on winning the uh, giveaway. Yeah, congratulations. If you didn't win, there will be more giveaways soon. Yeah, we're looking forward to getting more rolled out. Uh, Jose, we are going to message you. So uh, keep if you were listening to this before you check your DMs, check your DMs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for supporting us. We love you. And we will see you on Sunday. Yeah. Cheers, guys. And yeah, cheers. Have a good one. And yeah, see you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye.